Welcome to Hello Hydrogen, a podcast series which gives you insights into the fantastic world of hydrogen which is coming to life in Rotterdam. As the energy transition moves forward, hydrogen is not just an option to become the sustainable energy source of the future, it has become one of the key elements in the energy transition. Before we dive deeper into the world of hydrogen, let's find out what we already use it for now and what we can use it for in the future. Matthijs Slee is the CEO of Battleizer Systems and he summed it up perfectly for us. Well, hydrogen can be used for all sorts of things. Um, many people actually don't know that we use it uh, very much on a daily basis uh, already today. And the food we eat, uh, we use um, uh, that food is grown with uh, with fertilizers. Fertilizers are made from from natural gas and uh, and nitrogen. Um, but also the clothes we, we wear, where we have you know nylons or other plastic components that, that come from um, yeah specialty chemicals uh, from from crude oil uh, that are uh, yeah produced and manufactured with uh, with the use of hydrogen. Um, and also in some of our transportation fuels today, we, we actually use hydrogen to, to crack uh, yeah, crude oil. But that's sort of the old industry, that's where we are today. In the future, where we will use hydrogen for many, more, uh, many other things as well. Basically displacing coal uh, in the production of, uh, of steel and cement. And also um, uh, for transportation fuels of long-haul heavy-duty transportation. So you can think of shipping, aviation, maybe even some road trucking. We'll hear more from Matthijs later in this episode. The Port of Rotterdam is working very hard to become Europe's hydrogen hub. Shell has recently started work on their hydrogen plant in the Port of Rotterdam, which is called Holland Hydrogen One. I met up with Paul Bogers, Vice President Hydrogen for Shell, to discuss their work on hydrogen, starting with their work in the port of Rotterdam. Uh, so what we do specifically in the Netherlands, I think highlighted here, uh, is you know our first large hydrogen project uh, uh, in the port of Rotterdam, a 200 megawatt electrolyzer. We took final investment decision uh, last year, and there is actually lots of work happening on the ground, uh, you know, kind of building that uh, today. We have similar ambitions, similar plans elsewhere. But we're also trying to really orchestrate the market around the end use cases for, for hydrogen. And that includes uh, things like uh, getting hydrogen into heavy mobility, so into, into trucks, for instance. And we do that in partnership with others uh, in something like H2 Accelerate, where we're trying to get both the trucks financed, as well as the infrastructure, as well as the supply uh, that, uh, that will go into that sector. Yeah, so uh, it's 200 megawatts, which uh, if you read all the announcements, that is only a drop in the ocean. But it is really a first-of-a-kind project. We call it the Lighthouse Project. Um, it's on the mass factor, so it's on a new reclaimed bit of, uh, of land. Uh, that means a lot of the infrastructure has to be built there as well. So the landing point, we have uh, you know, an offshore wind farm that will feed the uh, electricity for it. Uh, that grid connection has to be built. The, the, the water pipeline has to be built. The pipeline of, um, of the hydrogen that will ultimately feed our energy chemical park in, uh, in Pernis also has to be built. So we're not just building the electrolyzer, we're building all the enabling infrastructure around this asset, uh, also for, for future expansion. If all goes well, Holland Hydrogen One will be operational at the end of 2025. Music 
something special is happening at the Technical University in Delft. Their student-led Hydra Motion team is working on something very cool. I'm talking with team manager Isabel and Ole, chief, hall and body. Uh, so we are a team of 23 students who design, build, test and race a foiling hydrogen power boat in just one year. Um, with this boat we want to compete in the Monaco Energy Boat Challenge where we will excel in speed, maneuverability and endurance. So they're working on what's called a foiling boat sailing on hydrogen. Time to get a bit technical with Ole, who explains more about the boat. Yeah, the boat's approximately 7 meters long and about 2 meters wide. And you can fit about 2 people in it. And if you would say it compared to, to a small sailing boat, you use on inland waters. But our boat is not just a normal motor boat, but it has uh, foils underneath it, like wings of an airplane. And those wings will lift the boat out of the water, approximately a meter. But that's enough that the hull does touch the water and then you're sailing way more efficient and a comfortable ride above the waves. How does it work? Because you have a hydrogen system inside it, but yeah, how does it work? Yeah, yeah we have uh, two hydrogen tanks and the hydrogen is stored at 350 bars. And that hydrogen is first decreased to 12 bars and then it goes to a fuel cell. And with oxygen just from the air, we combine it and then with uh, that system, the fuel cell will generate electricity. That electricity goes immediately to our motor and that motor spins the propeller underneath the water. And we also have a small battery in the boat because the fuel cell is not really regular in supplying power. And the battery will yeah, shave off the peaks and the valleys so you have continuous power. When fully charged, the tank contains 16 kilograms of hydrogen. With that, they can sail for 8 hours at a top speed of 50 kilometers an hour. A battalyzer is a battery combined with an electrolyzer. I'm very curious to find out how this works. CEO Matthijs Slee of Battalyzer Systems tells me all about it. It's a slightly technical, but uh, I'll, I'll keep it uh, as simple as I can. Uh, we use a nickel and an iron electrode uh, that can, in a first reaction, store electricity just like a battery. And then when the battery is full, um, so when those electrodes are fully charged, and you keep charging them, um, they start to produce hydrogen and oxygen. So basically the overcharge of the battalyzer is the production of hydrogen. And the battalyzer you sell, is that just for companies or is it for people at home or how is it integrated somewhere? And no, so the, because it's, it's, it's basically a small chemical plant. Uh, and um, uh, that, that basically has uh, safety implications. Uh, it requires, um, like, like other industrial activities, it requires um, uh, some maintenance, uh, basically technical workers and, and skilled staff to, to operate it. So no, I, I wouldn't put a, a battalyzer in my basement, um, but I, you could see it sort of um, in industrial parks, uh, chemical clusters and so forth where it can take in renewable energy, be it solar or wind, and then arbitrage that either into power markets or, or uh, provide hydrogen uh, to industrial applications. Ammonia will likely be one of the main hydrogen carriers for import. Gonzalo Moyano is CEO of MAE in Chile. MAE focuses on the production and export of green ammonia. 
Gonzalo tells me more about the project. Yes, the project is a, a green ammonia production uh, project that has two phases uh, that will produce 300,000 tons uh, per year of uh, green ammonia, each of them, and that aims to be online by uh, 2027 uh, with its first phase. It uh, includes uh, not only a domestic uh, supply, but also uh, production that will be exported to global markets. And how is the green ammonia being produced? So the, the green ammonia will be located at a plant uh, in Mejillones, which is a, a, a port city located in the north of Chile, uh, which has a robust infrastructure. And it will uh, be supplied by solar energy from a project that will be also located in the Mejillones area, which is also uh, part of the broader uh, Atacama Desert region, which has the greatest solar irradiance in the world. And um, the green ammonia, when it's uh, being exported, do you already know where it's going to? So uh, we are currently engaged in conversations uh, with potential off-takers, uh, both in Europe but also Asia. Um, so we are looking to progress uh, those conversations and actually turning those conversations in uh, real contracts. So we're targeting to achieve that in the short term. When we import hydrogen, for example, in the form of ammonia, the port of Rotterdam needs terminals to store it. ACE Terminals is a large-scale hydrogen import terminal based specifically on ammonia as the carrier. The terminal is a collaboration between multiple partners. I spoke to project director Egbert Vrijen. So the opportunity we have here is uh, uh, to, uh, to convert the um, classic business of uh, of uh, uh, hydrocarbons into a new infrastructure for uh, uh, the energy commodity of the future, uh, hydrogen. And um, uh, the opportunity we have as partners is um, available land with Keysight from, uh, from partner Hess, existing LNG tanks that can be repurposed for the storage of ammonia uh, by Gazuni, and the knowledge and know-how of uh, Vopak uh, operating already six storage, large-scale storage terminals around the world and bringing in the know-how how to uh, uh, operate such a terminal in a safe and efficient manner. Ammonia is one of the, I think, four or five uh, alternative uh, forms of, um, of transport and um, uh, with ammonia uh, being a current commodity uh, being traded uh, uh, largely comparable to uh, 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 transporting, for instance, LPG. Uh, it has the same uh, uh, kind of temperature and um, uh, with an energy density that is uh, on, the, on the upper end, so to say, of the, of the uh, modalities at hand. We think there is a, a great opportunity um, with the commodity ammonia to, uh, to start kicking off the, uh, the import business of uh, hydrogen. And uh, for ammonia, of course, we have to use uh, crackers to crack it back into uh, hydrogen and uh, nitrogen. Um, is there already um, a land inside where you're going to build the cracker? Yeah, yeah the, actually what we see at, uh, at the uh, opportunity uh, for ACE is uh, quayside availability of uh, over 700 meters of quayside, uh, existing tanks and the ability to expand with more tanks. And we have specifically looked at uh, the ability to, um, uh, to place cracking facilities at that site as well. And we also uh, support the conclusion 
by the uh, fluor uh, uh, study done for the port of Rotterdam that uh, integrated uh, large-scale cracking with terminal services is the way to go. Yeah. And how much uh, ammonia on a year basis are we looking at? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a developing market. Eh? So um, uh, currently we're aiming at a starting phase uh, with two existing tanks that can be ramped up um, starting in 26, but ramping up to uh, a maximum of uh, probably a million tons of ammonia on a yearly basis. But for the uh, ambition that we have as an import terminal for hydrogen, uh, there the ambition is one million tons of hydrogen to be imported through the terminal of ACE. And therefore we need uh, more than seven and a half uh, million tons of ammonia being uh, put through the terminal on a yearly basis. Twenty twenty three truly looks to be the decisive year in the energy transition. Or as Nico van Doren, Director New Business Development and Portfolio at the Port of Rotterdam Authority, so aptly said, we need to get from PowerPoint to execution. And in that light it's good to see so many projects taking form, or even already in development. Thanks for listening to Hello Hydrogen. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Would you like more information on hydrogen and all developments in the Port of Rotterdam? Take a look at portofrotterdam.com slash hydrogen. <laughs>